We're back today. It's me and Skitty and Matty G uh, chatting some fantasy, doing some fantasy trades, some news. Uh, I've got another Aussie-themed question similar to what we did last week. They have no idea what the question is, uh, so we'll see how we go with that one. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. I think you've become bad. Almost as if something is moving below us. Act a little peculiar and you're an outsider. Perhaps you've always been bad. Uh-huh. We are programmed to bring you a live broadcast from the West of Funk, but now resurrected lost hearts. Don't you feel it? Brigham. Welcome to the Balls Deep Podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. I am Adam King at AdamKing91 on Twitter is where you can find me. Back for another thir- well Thursday night uh, here in Australia, very early Thursday morning in the States and somewhere in between, depending on where you are in the world. Joining me, bringing them in, Matty G, Skitty uh, boys, welcome Hello. back to the show. We had... Uh, a little bit of a late start because uh, uh, G was dealing with some uh, dodgy trades in one of his fantasy leagues. Do you want to fill the people I, in? Fill them in. Oh, this is happening live. I don't know if anyone – I just tweeted about it with a bloody <laughs> – oh, We've got a league and a guy – and just hear me out. I'm all for a decent trade. The trade is, funnily enough, one of the guys that I know we're going to cover. So it's a, actually a wonderful league, Kingy. I know we're looking at Isaiah Hartenstein in conversation with you tonight. So he was one yep. of the – Let's call it the suspects in question. Let's make it sound very sinister for no reason at all. <laughs> it was a trade for Tyrese Maxey for Tyrese Maxey for Isaiah Hartenstein, and immediately the chat was like veto, veto, veto. And 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 aesthetically, I don't aesthetics. So extensively, I do not believe in in veto power. But when the team that's trading, who's looking for a more center, already has the lineup of Walker Kessler, okay, Nick Richards, Wendell Carter Jr., and Jakob Pertl. And is trading for a fifth center in a one center league. I just can't, like, I just don't think it's good for that person. So it's more in defense of like, that's a nutty move. Don't do it. That's me. How do we feel about that? How do we yeah. feel about that? Can someone put in the chat? Like, I, I don't think the trade is like, egregious with them both being injured of late, but you know what I mean? Like, Jesus. Yeah. On the surface, I guess if you, you just mentioned that trade and you go, Wow, that that's crazy! It's wildly unfair. I d- actually don't think it is. I think if you and I don't at- think it's unfair, but if you've got a one center league and you've yeah. already got that lineup of centers, how yeah. do you fill a fifth spot when you've got Tyrese Maxey to offset what they do? Yeah. So I think it's that kind of vibe that I'm picking up. That's just again, yeah. it's just me. Yeah, it's a Skitty? weird one. Skinny, no, unless he's shipping him off or one of them off elsewhere, then he's an idiot, and he really should be listening to more podcasts and watching more live streams like this <laughs> because. What are you bloody doing, mate? You've got four, they're not even forward like slash forward eligible. They're pure no, centers. Pure it's, centers, mate. He's out of his goddamn no, mind. If you're league. asking me, out of his one goddamn mind. He's he's got to be. He must have been on the receiving end of what happened to Rajon Rondo and how he got stuck up. Because <laughs> my god, he is he is feeding that man something chronic. Oh my lord! And you mentioned chronic, <laughs> which just fits in perfectly with it too. It does. Uh now. Now I know, uh, I know, Maddie. You've got your rosé on the go tonight. Uh, Always, I believe. Yes, uh, Skitty, yes. beverage in hand. Do you do you have only a couple? Just, just a couple. A quiet, 
quite not for me tonight. Yeah, this well, is because we've taken the podcast so long before. Oh, what is that, Kingy? So, well, that's just a glass of of liquid. But I'm going to hold up the <laughs> bottle of what I'm drinking. Yeah, what is the bottle of the liquid? Ooh, it's the uh, oh, it's the pineapple. Oh, it's the pineapple it's tonight. So I'm, I'm hoping I haven't had any yet. I'm now hoping for Passiona vibes for any Australians who are who are watching. Uh, you'd know what Passiona is, and I'm, I'm hoping that I get a a nice kickback to when I was 15. Oh, I love that. Oh, that Lord. purple can with a little toucan on it. That's right. Oh, yes, second, hold up. please. <laughs> That was absolute elite. Going out of the footy, and you got that out of it. How was? This is we go. how Australian can you be? How Australian can you be? There's never an Australian fridge nearby that shouldn't have a Kirk's Besito or creamy soda in it. I swear to God. Yeah, we have them in the in the uh, vending machine at work. So, oh, um, they are treating you right. They are. That's elite. That's elite. all right. So we're going to go through some questions first, and then we'll get into our player matchups. Now, you yeah. guys. Have I? I don't think I've showed you any of these questions. Maybe no, maybe no, you two. Haven't. You haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Okay, they're in the title of the show. Um, <laughs> Whoops! If, if you bought the that first. <laughs> uh, so the first one is is a, a bit of a hot topic recently um, with the Joel and B, the Tyrese Halliburton, the, these guys that appear to be oh yeah probably playing through injuries when they shouldn't be. Thoughts on the NBA games cap? So for anyone that's not aware, I mean, most people playing fantasy will be aware, but. The rule this year is that if you want to be eligible for all NBA and BP, these these big awards, you need to play 65 games. 65. Um, Joel Embiid is, I believe, can miss five more games for the rest of the year. Um, he's done. He's he's he doesn't. I, I think play. he's done. Um, but if you watched him yesterday, he shouldn't have been playing anyway. So no way. No. Do we think this is a good rule? Do we think there's another way? Because I mean, I, I get the idea behind it is that they want to stop load management, resting, and it's all about money. I mean, let's be honest, the NBA is all about money because the obvious answer would be to reduce the number of games and eliminate back-to-backs, but that's not going to happen. So do we think this is a good rule? Is it having a negative impact on on some of these players? And is there another way? Like, is there something else the league could be doing to try and eradicate some of this load management, guys sitting out, that sort of thing. Um, Maddie, start with you. Oh, Jesus. I was going to hope you went to Skitty. Someone yeah, asked me this. I can't, I like it. Uh, mate, no, no, no. Look, no, Mally asked me this on our Tuesday pod. Uh, go and check out that chat. I think it's going to – I'll probably say the same thing. I did this on Tuesday night on our show, um, the pickup, and he was like, Maddie, what do you what do you make of it? And for me, it's almost like you need a doctor's slip, like a doctor's permission note, like a legitimate doctor, not like, you know – here, this is Dr. Spatchman in 30 Rock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, Dr. I think Nick, it's, I think from the Do- Simpsons. Hi, I'm Dr. Nick. And <laughs> good old Dr. Nick. <laughs> Dr. Good old Dr. Nick. No, look, so if, I, I, I get the premise that if you play more games, you give your team a better opportunity to succeed 100%. Like, look at, for me right now, the odds on favorite for MVP is Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's come down into the $3 zone after being around 10 bucks. So for me, the guy who was going to receive that award in my eyes potentially anyway is still the favorite. Joel Embiid is having a monster season. We oh, And let's collectively say he wasn't going to get it. But when it comes to their millions of dollars that's going to impact them for first team or second team or third team selection, that's when I think it becomes more like the lens really folk, like goes in. And if you hurt yourself and you play 45 or 55 games, 
I think that if it's in, if it's the injury, there should be like a list of extensive injuries where if you cop this, you should qualify potentially. Because if it's something that, like you said, Kingy, he shouldn't have played the other night. He came back for to 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 push for a, a position. You can't then come back early and put yourself at risk of further injury, which he probably may have done, which isn't good. And that's my thoughts. Yeah, Skitty. Oh, look, uh, I think the games cap's probably – I don't mind it, but I think it's a little bit too high, and I think it's just going to vary from season to season because last year, in my eyes, Jokic was the best player. He was the MVP last year. Nuggets had the best record yes. in the West. I, I think that he deserved the MVP last year. But in my eyes right now, this season, how it's been going, I think Embiid should be the MVP. He is carrying Philly. You see how shit yeah. they are without him. Um they're currently sitting fifth now in the East, um, but they're still around the mark. Um, and he just looks so goddamn dominant. He looks like the best player in the league this year. Like, this should be Embiid's MVP year. And now he's probably not going to get it with this injury because, yeah, he looked horrible against Golden State. Um, and I think they're just going to keep trying to push these other players to keep going around it. But maybe we lower the games cap. Uh, it can be, yeah. I mean, it is a really, really like tricky situation based on on how it's all now been mapped out because there has been so much up in the air for the last couple of years. And here's the interesting thing as well. When you talk about it from even just an outside spectator fan base and a punting base like as us as fans of the game, like where do they sit? Jokic has now moved into odds on favorite at $1.67. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is at four. Luke is at six. Giannis is at seven fifty. And now there is no Joel Embiid amongst that group anymore. And then it skips to Jason Tatum at $31. So the inside line is this. And the interesting news was that Nick Nurse said that the injury which forced him out was unrelated to the center's previous knee injury after Jonathan Kaminga landed on him as well. So again, this is just just a rough, it's a bloody rough trot. What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, look, it's it's a tough one. Um Jinx. I, I do get like I said earlier, I get why they're doing it. Um, and it's, I mean, my idea is, and they, they probably have something like this in place already, but I would I would put together a team of independent doctors, just have no affiliation with the NBA at all, mm-hmm. um, with yep. any teams that just travel around and, and they independently examine these players and go, yep, it's a legitimate injury, he's out. Um, Rather than relying on the team doctors, because, I I mean, I know there shouldn't be any collusion and, hey, like, give the team doctor the little elbow or 20 bucks in the pocket to to say that this guy is injured or isn't injured. Um, Because, I mean, using Tyrese Halliburton as an example, an independent doctor would not have allowed him to play uh, nine days after that hamstring injury in a back-to-back, and he then missed another week and a half. And he's now Mm. on a 22-minute restriction Mm. for moving forward. We don't know how long. Mm. And I was talking to a guy at work today about um, the NBA. He's very into the AFL, as am Mm. I and as are you guys. Someone gets a hamstring injury, significant hamstring injury playing Mm. AFL, NRL, you're out for six weeks. Yep. Yep. That's pretty standard, four to six weeks. Um, Halliburton's was significant and he missed Mm. nine days. Mm. Uh, It's ridiculous. it comes down the to fact money. that he was on an NBA court. And it's funny you mentioned Tyrese Halliburton. I, I, I brought up this quote. I quickly searched for it because 
like we can speculate all we want and have our opinions because you know we're fans and we're analysts and we love this game. This is this is from him. I think it's a stupid rule, like plenty of guys in the league. But this is what the owners want. So as players, we got to do our job and play in sixty-five games if we're able to. So that's what I got to do: take care of my body and be able to play in those games. And I think you're seeing other players in the league kind of face the same thing, mm-hmm. as long as the owners are happy. So the impetus on this becomes about the business of the basketball instead of the players of basketball. And that just makes seeing that from him. So he signed as a maximum rookie scale extension the past offseason. That deal will kick in the 24-25 season and projects a 25% of the salary cap. That now projects to be 35.25 million and 204 over the next five years. If he makes an all NBA team, his deal will bump up 30% of the salary cap. So he goes from 25% of the salary cap to 30%. So that's mm. 42.3 million. Yeah. He can go yeah. up. Like we're talking millions of dollars here. So it yeah. really does impact them. And it makes it sound like he raced back. It, it yeah. makes it sound that way, to be fair. Oh, of course he did. I mean, we all saw the injury yeah. and, and it, it obviously wasn't no as way. bad as we thought mm. it was initially, but it's more mm. than a nine day injury. So. Yeah. And, and we've seen that. He played two games, like I said, then he missed. Now he's on a minutes restriction. He should have been out this whole time. If he'd just sat out, he'd probably be, what, at nine days, two? He'd yep. probably be at three and a half to four weeks now yep. since the injury. He'd probably be almost ready to come back and and yep. no issues. Paul George is doing exactly the same thing. They're playing him through a groin injury. Um, oh, my God. Is so- there a minutes? There's no minutes limit in this game, is there? Like he could have walked back on the court like Miles, like Mikhail Bridges last year to keep the game streak alive. Yeah. Walk back out. The no, there is seconds, 20, subbed in. No, it's twenty minutes. Oh, it's twenty minutes, isn't it? it Minimum is 20. twenty minutes. Yep. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Look, it's it's uh it's an interesting topic, and I don't think it'll go away. Uh, I think no. it's just going to l- l- sort of linger and um, mm. probably into next season. I'm sure the NBA will look at making some changes. Whether they're the right ones, I don't know. But um, mm. we need to we need to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Onto another injury, uh, which this one, uh, this one hurts. Uh, Lamelo Ball, who <laughs> when he's yep. been on the court this year has been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. He just hasn't been on the court very yeah. much, and he <laughs> came of, back from his ankle ones. injury, and now has missed three. I want to say three games. I think he's doubtful for tomorrow. Ankle yep. soreness. Part of this is probably the Hornets suck and they just don't care. Yep. But do they suck every year? Because Lamelo seems to miss a lot of games every year. I'm just going to yeah. They do suck off. every year. Um, there you go. Well, yeah, in recent memory anyway. Are we – like, is this Lamelo thing something that we should be worried about long term? Next year, two years, five years? Because this has been ongoing now for 18 yep. months, um, ankle injuries. It started, obviously – when he was wearing his own brand of shoes, the big baller brand yeah. shoes, um, has since obviously signed with Converse. Um, um, and I'm sorry, not Converse, Puma. And, um, yeah, it just doesn't seem to be going away. I know he's had a bit of misfortune. He rolled his ankle last year on someone's foot on the sideline. Yeah. It wasn't even a, a player. So he has had a little bit of bad luck. But is this just the Hornets sort of, almost giving up this year or is it something that we actually do need to factor in when we're drafting next year? Could it be a genetic condition? Because we've seen Lonzo go down with injuries. Mm. We've seen Lamelo go down with injuries. Is this just something that might be like prone? 
like at this point, like there just seems to be a lot of. Look, I think he plays next in the next couple of games, but it just it happens a lot with him, and I'm just I'm I'm concerned long forward, and I think the days of him, I think where this really translates to fantasy, is that I don't see you going him with the tenth, the eleventh, or the twelfth mm. pick next season. I see you seeing him slide back in drafts like we've had with injury prone players in the past, and if he ends up playing a full season, there's value in someone potentially winning their league in the future based on him falling as much as he does, and I and I think that's what it can translate to by way of fantasy. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, the numbers are still juicy. Um, that goes without saying. The assists are nice. You get some steals, the threes. Field goal percentage is a little bit in the toilet, but you knew what you were getting, getting him. But, yeah, these injuries are really starting to pile up. I know. Is everyone starting to say that he's like Lonzo and Lavar's just got shit genetics? Like, There's a chance. I mean, Jello never made it. It is. But, yep. <laughs> but, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be focusing in on this. I want to see how the rest of the season kind of plays out. I've got Lamelo in a league, unfortunately. Yeah. but. He's got to kind of keep rolling with the punches with it. Um, yeah, he's obviously so instrumental to the Hornets as a team. Um, and now especially that scary Terry's gone. Yeah, um, They need him back out there if they're going to at least showcase something to be able to get something going for the future. Like, they they need him and um, Millard to be able to gel oh, together 100%. as well as Mark. Also, what the fuck's happened with Mark Williams? Is he dead? Like, come on, give he us some. I'm, I'm trying to actually look up some details on this Charlotte Hortons right now, but I'm like, the de- right, I've, gone from injury re- I've gone from injury report to like to the to the like deaths and births notices at the back of the yeah. paper. Right. He might now. be there. Do you yeah. remember, bloody, like three weeks ago when Mark Williams first got injured and they were yeah. listing him as doubtful and that he was yeah. maybe going to play? Yeah. And he hasn't played in three and a half weeks or four weeks or five weeks. However long? No idea. There it is. It's very Hornets. They did it all last yep. year with um, with Martin, with Haywood. Um, oh, Martin. Jesus. That yeah, so, oh, my Lord. This is, this Gordon, is just Hornets. It's like the, the ghost of Gordon Haywood's past, and the guy was having a great season. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. Now, this is a fun one. Not talking about injuries. Victor Wembanyama has been very good. Let's just leave oh, it at yeah. that. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, just, he seems to be getting better, um, mm-hmm. which, uh, I mean, we knew he was going to be good, but I'm not sure we thought he'd be this good in his rookie season on a team that sucks. Um, <laughs> currently the 11th-ranked player, uh, or over the last three weeks, the 11th-ranked player. Mm-hmm. This is more of a question looking to, and we, I mean, we may have discussed this. I like talking about this with anyone who will listen. Uh, <laughs> if we look I'm at listening. drafts. We're listening next season, uh, which is still obviously we're still a while off and there's still a lot of yep. water to go under the bridge. But where do we think he goes? I think that there was a discussion probably two or three weeks ago, is he mm-hmm. a first rounder? And and I was sort of settled. I think he probably goes inside the top six. Yeah. Could he go top three? And oh, would you take him number one? I mean Oh Jesus Mother Mary and Joseph. It's yeah, as I said, it's a long way off. Um, okay, but if you so, I will pick, I will answer there. your question because I'm not I wasn't prepared for this, but I was prepared for this because I was looking at him earlier today because I actually had this conversation with the guy who was like, I've, I've got a bloke at work who doesn't know basketball this well, and so his thing was like, oh, how about that when Ben like when Ben sushi sounding guy's name. The Japanese guy, I'm like, he's not Japanese, he's French. Um, it's just what the name sounds. It does sound like a chain of sushis, though. The Wenbanyama, you know, yeah. like yeah. teriyaki plate. I did that. Currently this year, currently he's in the last, he's on 27 minutes a game. If this guy ever hits 32 minutes a game, 
it's ridiculous. Um, if he hits the 32, 33 NBA averages on a working team, he goes that way. And who's not to say that he does that? They've already rescinded their back-to-backs in San Antonio. He's yep. upped his minutes limits. This is just tick, tick. In the past three weeks, he's been getting 1.73s. He's basically a walking double-double, 500 from the floor, 800. The conversation has now turned from he is the rookie of the year instead of it being Chet. And if that was the impetus for this whole thing, amazing. Three assists a game, three blocks a game. Look, the three-point stroke has come up for him as well to 340. I was talking, I literally, he goes, what's his stats like? So I literally broke it down. His field goal attempts are going up on a team that sucks. Like, they're not very good, but he's at 25 points a game. And he's currently, in the last three weeks, is what we use as the show, like Spectrum here for for this trade talk. He's the 11th-ranked player. So if you're doing a particular punt or if you're focusing on defensive stats early, he is currently the league leader in blocks per game. And so you're going to lean to him in the top five, 100,000%. Interesting. Uh, I like that, Jay. There's some good numbers, some good backing up there. Um, I think I think if you're looking for a blocks, if you're going to focus on getting defensive stats in the bag, he gets a steal a game. And like let's say it regresses a little bit to 2.5 blocks a game. And let's just say his efficiencies or he matures, his body fills out. You generally get better the long you go. I see him being a top five pick. That's me. That's my case. Well, yep. Jay, you know from when we did our rookie pot at the very, very start of the year, mm-hmm. you asked me the question, where does Victor Wembanyama go this year in drafts? I said that I'd take him top 25 and everyone went, that's fucking way too high. You're crazy. You He's going to go top 40. People, after that first preseason games, people started taking him around pick 15, 16. So I was always like, oh, I'm in on Wemby. We know that, you know, he's coming off of the games over the summer as well. So he is probably going to sit a little bit later on in the year. But the thing that I'm always going to say, I'm I'm 100% taking Wemby in the first round next year. That's no ifs, ands, or buts for me. Because there was a very, very subtle detail which everyone kind of forgets about when they watch San Antonio games. They don't have an actual, like, real point guard, a superstar point guard. If they get a guy that can actually dime up Wemby and put him in the correct positions to be able to him to be his best self and someone that can actually draw a bit of attention away from Wemby as well, mate, he Mm -hmm. is going to explode even more than he already is. We already see what he can do defensively. He can do everything. But if they can unlock a little bit of something else, which I believe he can on offense, mate, this guy is just outrageous for years and years to come. 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, he's been. I took him at thirteen in a draft, um, mm-hmm. which was that was on the high end, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's turned out pretty well. He's been good. It's um, on par with where he's been the last three weeks. He's been the eleventh in the last three weeks. So mm-hmm. you've, he's actually exceeding that ADP, Kingy. So it's not that a, yeah, you know, not cool. that out of yeah. not out of the realm of thinking. So I'm world? thinking next year if I've got, if I'll I've give got you a, pick six. I'll give you pick six right now. What do you say? Oh, you and I. Yeah. There you go. Pick five. I'm looking more pick two or three. I think my top three, and and again, I would have him. I'd probably actually do Over Luca? I'd have him over Luca. I'd have Jokic. Over maybe over Halliburton. Over Shea? But that's your assistant ahead of him. Mm -hmm. I think I'd have Shea ahead of him. Maybe Jokic. Um, yeah, not oh, Embiid because I don't I don't is... like Embiid. Just the injury stuff. Um, well, so I, go for 70, I think though. definitely top five, maybe top three, but 
yeah, we'll yep. see. I, I do like to take a risk as well. So that you do, and that's why we all love you and love listening to uh, what you're bringing forth. So I'm, yep. I'm happy. Um, top five, maybe six, definitely. Yeah, yeah he's definitely there. So. Um, but it's going to depend on the move. Yeah, depends on the free but agency move. It does. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last yep. week we spoke about Vegemite. No, two weeks ago. Sorry, <laughs> we didn't do the show last week. Um, we spoke about Vegemite a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Today I thought we'd talk about because I love movies and oh me I too thought, and I yep. want to have an Aussie theme here so I thought I'd go with your favourite Aussie movie because there are some good ones uh, there are some bad ones uh, who do we want to start Let's go with uh, Let's go with Skiddy because he looks a bit uh, confused What's your mm-hmm. favourite yeah. Australian movie I actually have to look at what movies are Australian <laughs> Like the first thing that comes to mind is that um, that kangaroo. One out in the desert, um, kangaroo the rabbit, rabbit proof fence. Nah, red dog. Oh, red, red dog's a dog. dog in the desert. Okay. Red dog is a well, dog I'm in the close, desert. But I also like when you said movie, the first thing that came into my head was Specky McGee, and then I realized that it never got made into a movie. It was just that book, just a kid's yeah. book, a bunch loved, of kids' books. Love Specky McGee, kangaroo Jack. Thank you, Jonas. Oh. He just did it in the chat, kangaroo Jack, kangaroo <laughs> Jack. That I can't even see the Oh, look at all these I, questions. Oh, jeez, look at the Jesus. Yeah, I haven't been watching. I'll pop <laughs> oh, up in a Thank you, Jonas. Oh, my God. And by the way, shout out to SMK because he's the bloody bloke who did the Isaiah Hartenstein thing at 819. I figured that when I read it. And he goes, at least I got everyone talking. So shout out to him. He did. Well done. Jesus. Then- but at least it is talking and we can see now why why I was saying that it was not a thing. Oh, and by the way, White Ninja in a Keeper League, I'm offered Triple J for DeJounte Murray. Do I accept? Current keepers are Siakam. Uh, Oh, Jalen, Jesus, you've got some bloody keepers there. Um, I'll bring these questions up in a sec. I'll put them up. I want to hear what what Kingy's favorite movie is. Yeah, Yeah, I want to hear yours. Did we hear yours? What was yours? No, I want to go yours first. I want to go yours first. He said Kangaroo Jack, which I don't know if it's Jerry McConnell. I don't know if it's a Jerry McConnell film. And Chop Chop. Chop a Ray, baby. That was late. Yep. Uh, do we want to go with me next, do we? Yeah, I want to go with you. Uh, so I've mine is recently there's been one that's pushed uh, and that's talked Ooh. to me. It's a horror movie that, that was oh, made yeah. by A24. It was an Australian one. Very, very good. Okay. But for me, it's probably two hands. I think it's two hands. Um, Ooh, it's, that's a classic. I can watch it over and over again. Um, for anyone that has seen it, the bank robbery, good, oh. the bank robbery scene where the dude dives over the counter and knocks himself out, uh, and Heath Ledger has to drag him out. That's uh, yeah, that's peak cinema right there. Um, yes. And probably a close second would be Wolf Creek. Um, yeah, good, and the dry, the dry is very good as well. The dry is a very good film. A great Edgerton Brothers film, actually. The dry, yeah. very very yeah. good. Sequel um, is I'll out be- now at the movies, so doing a promo for movies maybe, but the sequel is out at the cinemas now. I'll actually lead into the Edgerton thing and I'll take on a, uh, I'll take on <laughs> Animal King. Animal Kingdom is up there with mine, I think. Yep. Um, I'm going to give my hat off actually. I'm going to kick it back to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Mm-hmm. I'm going yeah, to, I'm going to give okay. a classic. I'm going to give a classic okay. some like, if you're going to talk about iconic movies, Australian wise, I'm going to go that one, but I'm going to go also a low key because I love my heist films. and I love my caper movies. Mm. So, Brian Brown and John Goodman in an Australian film called Dirty Deeds. Yep. I actually love I it's that. like a, it's kind of around the era of like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. 
It was kind of like the Aussie version of that. It was really, really good. I liked it. It was just a fun kind of gangster film back based in like the seventies in yeah. Australia. And I just, I just got it. I just really, I just vibe that one because I'm into that kind of film. So that'd probably be my, my three faves. Yeah. Some comments in the, in the chat here have made me rethink because there's two Max, movies yeah. that I forgot. The Castle. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's up there. That's top five. The Castle would be way up there as would. So Mad, I'll pop it up here. So Mad Max, um, Metalhead. Yeah has put Mad Max. Yeah, look, maybe Fury Road was was really good. I really liked Fury Road. So anyway, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on this, but let's not. We could do a whole. (laughs) Let's uh, actually, we'll pop up some questions Questions. just very quickly just so people can get some airtime. Great work on the NBA fantasy during this time. Hello from New Zealand. Yes, I didn't even think of New Zealand. They're ahead of us. So it's actually quarter to 11 that night in New Zealand. Oh, Uh, So... Well done if you're up at, at that time and watching a fantasy basketball podcast. What a ledge. Uh, Brandon Miller or Vince Williams Jr. on nine cat head to head. Climb from oh. ten from week one up to six. Okay, so so slowly building. Ooh. I like Brandon I think, Miller. I like Vince Williams. <laughs> oh no, I'm the deciding factor. Oh no, I mm. I also lean Vince Williams just purely because I have to see what the Hornets do. Miller's obviously getting a shitload of the ball at the moment without Ball there, yeah. without Hayward there, few outs. So I think Williams is obviously pretty set in stone Actually, if with Smart yeah, and Star and everyone not there. punt is soft punt. If the soft punt's points and turnovers, I'd probably then lean Vince Williams. But I just really like Brandon Miller's game. I reckon he's just been cooking and I'm I'm just mm. kind of chuffed that something good is happening in Charlotte that no one is talking about for no reason. Yeah. So it's a tough one. Yeah. I think now for me it's Vince, but in a month it could be Brandon because I mean Mello could be out for the, the season. The Mem- the yep. Grizzlies might get smart back, they might get Desmond Bain back at some point. So that's going to impact Vince. So I think right now it's probably Vince, but that could change in, in a few weeks. I think I mean both of them, I think, are must roster. Um there's your there's SMK 13, at least I've got everyone talking <laughs> with his trade. Uh yeah. Hello from New Zealand, another New Zealander. There hello, hello. When you're ready, and a Canadian. Hello from Canada. I wish oh, I was there, Canada. Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, we wish you were here too. It's four a.m. Jonas, it's fucking quarter to five in the morning. What are you doing up in Canada at this time of day, sunshine? That's all right, it's a pretty place. I get up all early, right. and whereabouts um, in Canada is he from? Is there is there even sun at this time of day in Canada? It's the winter over there. Jeez, uh, no idea. Jeez, um, trying to get a. a Free ride over to Canada from this place. Like, hey, Jonas, just slip you over, mate. <laughs> uh, yep, horse thinks we're hot. Thanks, horse. Um, oh, thank you, horsey. <laughs> yeah, do you think Bain will be back? Yes, I do. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, fake I do. Medical reporting, I, I think this is more just Grizzly's medical reporting. Um, yeah. he he has sort of come out and said he, he's pushing to come back soon, which yeah. If it's grade three, there's, well, there's no way it was grade three if he's going to come back soon. But yep. um, I do think he comes back. Um, probably, I don't know. When did he do the injury? It's been a while, but um, uh, uh, I haven't really I heard anything official that he's three, It was three weeks ago. It was three weeks ago. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, look, I mean, I guess maybe a week now. at best, but I'm thinking it's probably probably post-All-Star break would be a, a goal. Um for them, yep. because obviously fair. you get a, another week off there. Um, 
Yeah, Mark Williams dead. Yeah, look, he, yeah, he yeah. might be. Yes, he is. We say that a lot. We say that a lot on our podcast. We actually do a, a bit every Saturday morning when we're live, and we say we do it. We do do a mortality check on Mark Williams. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Least, we just yeah, do it, and we don't know where it is. Um, okay, Keeper League offered Jaron Jackson for Dejounte Murray. Do I accept? Current keepers are Siakam, Jamarant. Donovan Mitchell, Murray. I'm assuming that might be Jamal Murray, uh, Jalen Johnson, um, and Porzingis. That's a lot of good keepers. That's a um, lot of great keepers. Uh, is that Jamal Murray, or is he talking about Dejounte? Because he has Dejounte currently. So is Dejounte? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So yes, well. probably Dejounte. Yep. So yeah. basically, do I sub out JJJ? Um, that's tough. It's a. I think. It, with all this like trade rumors about where Murray goes, if he goes to the Lakers, then I mean yeah. this year not really. But if LeBron retires, then Murray, you know, he's going to go. It's really hard to tell right now with mm. where he could end up uh, currently. If he stays with the Hawks, then you don't know. Jaron's he's shits all over the place because he's worse without Jar because he has to take every shot on the team. Oh mate, jeez, I'll tell you what, that I... is a rough trade, but Can... I'd probably take it. I'd yeah. do it, I think. Um, I'd do it. Bigger. You, well, you've got you've got Jar, you've got Spider, you've got uh, who who are sort of two elite guards. Siakam basically plays like a guard. Uh, yeah. Jalen Johnson, yeah, sort of plays like a guard. He can get some assists and steals. Doesn't really get blocks. Porzingis is your only blocks guy there. Yeah. Um, so I think, and I still think like JJ J. I mean, what, what is he? Twenty five or something? He's still not very yeah. old. So yeah. I think when the Grizzlies are up and running and healthy, he goes back to being a top 25 player um, mm-hmm. when Jar is back. So I think I'd probably do that trade. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I actually would. I probably would. Yep. Oh, Metalhead, uh, good. My top two picks are this with SGA and Wimby. Great picks because that means he picked up SGA probably in the top five and Wimby ooh. back around from pick 20 to 24 if it's a 12-manner. But there's a yeah. great question here from uh, from our Canadian friend, uh, Jonas uh, Busserda. Uh, if you go up to that one, can a couple ago? Busserda. Busserda. <laughs> two ago. Hey. Busserda. Only because it's like it's 3 a.m. apparently for him one. and he's woken up early. Um, and he wants to know if he should any reason hold Kelly Olynyk at all before the trade deadline, as well as Zach Collins. They're both streamable players. You do not need to hold either one of those. You can no. you, you they interchangeably great stream guys when you need them on back to backs for the Jazz and the Spurs. But Jonas, because it's four a.m. and you've got nothing better to do than watch this podcast over in Canada at this time of day, you should absolutely get on your waiver wire while you listen to the rest of this podcast. And 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 pick and pick two other players up. Uh, so Leicester, Jeremy Sohan, Nick Richards, Paul Reed. Who is the drop twelve team rotor? Uh, I like Sohan. I think Sohan's yeah. been pretty good yeah. the last few yeah. weeks. Um, he has been. It's oh, it's hard it's, without knowing what the prognosis is for Embiid. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. With if it wasn't, yeah. then it's Reed. Like it's no, yeah. it's no question. Oh, it's Reed, yeah, but yeah, because Mark Williams is dead. Sohan yeah. is uh, <laughs> just playing good. well. I think since he's yeah. moved back to his natural position, he, he's been good. Yeah. So it would probably be Reed, um, and even I mean we've seen in the past. I know Reed had a really good game two, two, three games ago where he had thirty and thirteen, yeah. but yeah. we've seen them start him and play him eighteen minutes when Embiid is injured. Like there, yeah. there are situations where. 
Embiid is out and Reed doesn't necessarily step up. So yeah. um, I think Richards is a little bit safer. Um, yeah. Probably doesn't have the upside of Reed, but yeah. he'll be he'll, he can get you a double double with a block block and a half. I'm just hoping I'm hoping Reed does good things to be fair, Kingy, because you would have seen in your friends and family league that I picked up Paul Reed overnight. So yeah, uh, I hope I, ho- I hope he does okay things. Yeah. I love Nick Nurse's thinking. He's like, look, I've got this capable center in Paul Reed who can do everything, and we really like the way that he plays. But nah, let's give it to Morris. <laughs> Fucking great coaching. Really yeah. love to say that. Uh, just traded away Gafford for Jalen Johnson. Is that a win? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, in order of you, Lester, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this bottle of rosé and pour myself another glass. Yeah, I'm almost out of my uh, Pasito, alcoholic Pasito. Yeah, so uh, again, King, get another one. I We're will. In. Uh, I stay up this late because 3 a.m. is time for me to add and drop players. Oh, I hear that. Um, <laughs> That's a late. Stay, stay up to late. That is probably oh. the one downside to living in Australia is that we we have to make our ads and pickups and things before we go to bed. And then you, you like the other day, oh, I had TJ McConnell because Halliburton's out. I wake up the next morning and, and McConnell is out for personal reasons. So I've just added a dud. Um, happens yeah. all the time. It's bloody annoying. Oh, see, no, nah, mine's the opposite, mate, because I'm a tradie. So I'm up at about 6 o'clock each yep. morning and it's just yep. perfect timing because I can just see everything. I'm just like, yep, beautiful. Yeah. And everyone else is still asleep. Like, yeah, I'm yep. wiping these. Wiping yep. the waiver wire. It's fantastic. Uh, I've seen man. that many times. I've woken up to that. Good. Oh, g'day from Leicester. How you doing, man? Taiwan. What's the time in Taiwan? I can, I can find that out very quickly. Yeah, find that out. What's, what's with this Actually, bloody all-around-the-world kind of bull crap where we got to research what the time zones are? This well, it's fantasy, ba- no, no, no. it's fantasy Basketball International, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, obviously. Oh, yeah, it's internationale, so we're all, all about it. So in Taipei currently, it's five fifty. So old mate Les has just knocked okay. off work and he's hopefully knocking oh, back in for afternoon. Us. Okay, there you nice. go. Hey, so there are a couple more coffee, Lester. You've earned it, King. There are a couple more questions, but we better actually talk about our trades here. Um, yes, we should, and then we'll jump to those questions right at the end. The first one came from both of you. Um, funny enough, you hey, both had exactly hey, the same. I was I was hey, first hey. and and stuff skinny because hey. he didn't ask me because I try and go blind into this and not say anyone, <laughs> and it was hilarious. And I'll and I'll put it up on chat right now. I even Great took a photo and sent it in chat. like, all right, you don't throw me under the bus, all right. We just thought no, I'm the not. Same. I'm not. Just there it goes. You can see on Tuesday. This is the <laughs> message. All good for Thursday night from Adam King. Absolutely, yeah. mate. And I love my one. The Battle of the Bridges, McCall versus Miles. Yeah. And then when it came oh, time, you, oh, you see that? Put that in the chat. I didn't read it. I, I literally <laughs> sent you the photo back. And I literally would, 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 and Skitty had, but I, that was a DM to Kingy. So you actually had no idea whatsoever, Skitty. Like you had no clue oh. what was going on here. Like this was, oh, you were God. fine blind. Yeah, you had no idea. So this was my one. Why? Because I've got these two guys in two leagues. And we all know Miles has the shit bloke monkey on him obviously for his uh off court exploits and McCall has had the no he he does because when (laughs) again we we got to take off the lens at a point but the problem is with McCall he's also had the this guy shit why did I take him in the second round complex so one of them has an actual real negative connotation for fantasy basketball one just has a real negative for like humanity so when we're talking about it through that lens, we've got to look at it. And when we look at it through the last three weeks, because I traded to get Mikhail Bridges and I picked him up in another league randomly across the way. 
So I'm kind of tending to it. I picked up Miles Bridges off the waiver wire because no one was going to touch the bloke with a 10-foot pole while out for a whole bunch of games. But they've both been playing really well. And again, we've discussed it in Lamelo's absence. And I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a caveat for this as well. In the last few weeks, the 32nd ranked player has been Miles Bridges. So he is obviously playing incredibly well with Lamelo being out. But Mikhail Bridges was outside the top 100 for a long, long time. However, in the last fortnight, he has creeped into being the 39th ranked player. So the comeback tour for Mikhail Bridges is on. And this is on the back of the news. The Houston Rockets have offered basically the mother load for him in the last 24 hours because there was talk that they could both. And I think they're both interesting to talk about because they're both like trade candidates. Miles Bridges is also playing for a contract, so he needs to play well to prove his worth. Mikhail Bridges just seems to be the foundation that they want to build Brooklyn around. So the question before I give any stats is, before looking into it, off the cuff, Kingy, who do you take, Miles or Mikhail? Uh, oh, it's, it's a tough one. Um, it is. It's so. It's it's tough when you look into it. I I would probably go Miles Bridges. I think. Ooh. Okay, Kingy, yeah. you're nodding. Are you going to agree with Miles? Hmm. I'm Skitty, not Kingy. Yeah. Oh, Kingy, uh, Skitty, you both look beautiful. <laughs> that might just be the rosé talking. Um, um, what, so, yeah, for real life, I'm taking Mikel every single day of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Better yeah. But for fantasy-wise, I'm 100% taking Miles. Um, Mikel, I just I just don't think he's, his fantasy game isn't as, isn't as expandive as Miles's is. Miles is now showing that he can get assists. He nearly had a triple-double the other day. What, he, he had did. 13 rebounds today with 31 yep. points. Hit the threes. Mikel's free throw has been... Uh, really it's been down iffy. the last That's couple been... of weeks, hasn't it? It's so, really shit me up the wall on a lot yeah, of it has. attempts as well. And also, too, his field goal percentage is at 45%. At the amount of shots that he is taking is actually hurting your um, field goal percentage. Miles isn't getting as many, but Miles is still averaging 1.1. So the last the... two weeks, it's 47, it's, it's 477, 4 point, uh, 0.477 for Miles. And in the last two weeks, it's point. Uh, for in the last two weeks, it's 0.492 for McCall. So McCall has actually, in the last two weeks, been shooting better. This is what I'm saying. This, there's yeah, these things that drifted off. The, worse. They have been. It's been 680, which has been yeah, crazy yeah. for a guy. So I think that's a fixable thing. Whereas I think field goal attempts, like last year, the finish of the season for him was elite and he ramped up. Are we, I'm just, are we seeing the ramp up? right now of McCall to the finish line. LaMelo's got to come back. We also have heard the rumors about Miles being traded to Phoenix or anywhere else. And if that happens, he goes from currently being the first option on a team. When LaMelo comes back, he's the second. When, But if he goes anywhere else in the league, what is he? The second, third, fourth option in Phoenix? Oh, yeah. So that, this is where we've got... Him. Kills him. And, but also, if he plays with Lamelo, we all know that his numbers don't really deteriorate when he plays with Mello. He's still capable of playing because they have such a good connection and play really well together. They do. And this is where I'm curious because there's also something – and here's the kicker. The Charlotte Hornets have a two-game week in week 21, mm-hmm. your NBA playoffs in mm-hmm. fantasy. So you were taking – now he has a four-game week in 20 and all the way from 22, but you should be finishing your week by week 2021. 
So he does have in 21 a two-game week. So this is where I'm thinking, if this is the ramp up for Mikhail Bridges, who was the top 25 player from last year, who finished the top 30 now, is this the very best we see of Miles with Lamelo out? And he might regress to the 40th or 45th. That's where I think it gets really interesting on the dissection of the argument for the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's, I mean, we always have good matchups here. And I think it is one that could change depending on yeah. what happens in the next week or what happens in the next mm-hmm. month. Um, yeah, as you said, if, if Miles goes to Phoenix, then I go with Mikael Bridges because yep. he will be the third, fourth. Um, but based on what they're doing now, on the teams they're on, yep. I would go Miles Bridges. Um, Am I insane to trade Miles Bridges for Jalen Johnson in a league right now? Because that's sitting there in my box and I'm like, ooh. To get Jalen Johnson? Uh, to get Jalen Johnson and I'm giving up Miles Bridges. I'd do that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I'm Jalen Johnson is top yeah. 30 rest of the way. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. Um, I feel better about that. More of a top 50. Yeah. Top 50 bloke. Maybe top 40, but. Does yeah. all right, good. DeAndre Hunter impact it at all? Oh, it shouldn't. <laughs> um, it impacts Sadiq Bay more, I think. Oh, there's a guy in the chat going, I want an apology about the Dante about the DiVincenzo signing. Cameron on Twitter's angry about Dante DiVincenzo out of nowhere. Can piss Jesus. Off. <laughs> uh apology about the DiVincenzo signing. Well, I don't know what that Oh wait. Means. This is That's probably a bloody me. made of- it's it it's at me. It's at me. Oh, I I said that I didn't well, I said it was a good signing for their defensive wise, and I never thought that he'd be anything on offense. And now that Randall's sat down and <laughs> oh my God. he's out, they're getting a little bit of extra ball to him. I really like the DeVincenzo signing, Cameron. So get your facts straight. Thanks, mate. But I said he'd be an absolute nothing on offense, and now he's getting a chance to shine, and he's been absolutely amazing. So hats off. Yes. Yep. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, I picked him up uh, in a couple of leagues and Me have too. a look Give back. the man so, his flowers. Um, so this one's mine. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein and Nick Claxton. Uh, now, this is another one where probably, well, a month ago, I don't know, six weeks ago, it's Nick Claxton easily. But yep. obviously the injury to, to uh, Mitchell Robinson, he's gone down. Um, for the season, potentially. Hartenstein has been really good. If we look at their player ranks over the last three weeks, uh, Hartenstein is at 49, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I looked at. Where are we? No, what am I looking at here? Oh, I'm punting. I don't want to punt. Hang on. Hang on. I've, got punt. I've got punt on. Uh, okay. So, yes, Hartenstein is at... 50 for the last three weeks. I've got him at 50 yep. for the last three weeks. Yep. And right. I've got for Brooklyn, I've got uh I've got the sexy Maca- the sexy the sexy one who I like to call Clacko at yep. 61. 61, yep. So about a round difference, roughly. Um yeah, I, I don't know. This is an interesting one for me because I've always been pretty high on Hartenstein and thought if he gets minutes, he, he can he's got a good fantasy game, and we're seeing that now. Um is it sustainable? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't think Robinson's going to come back anytime soon. So I think if you've got Hartenstein, you've got him through your fantasy playoffs. Uh, who wants to go first? I know who Skinny I'd go, go with, mate. but... Yeah, I'll have a go first. Um, 
So right now, yeah, it's it's looking like Hartenstein just because of Randall being out and Tom Thibodeau mm-hmm. is actually letting someone else shoot the ball aside from um, Brunson and Randall and when Barrett was there. Um, I'm pretty sure Hartenstein was having like 6% usage or under 10 usage for majority of the games while those three were there. Um, now it's looking like he's actually been able to flourish. He can get a couple of assists. Uh, he's getting all right steals and blocks as well for the defensive stats. And he's had games where he's had monster rebounds mm. um, and doesn't kill your free throw percentage or field goal. So um, I like what Hartenstein's able to do. Um, Claxton obviously does hurt the free throw percentage when he goes there. And now with Simmons, most likely back, but now he's with another knee injury. So first it's his neck, now it's his back, now it's his knee. Mm-hmm. He's starting to sound like that, uh, my neck, my back, my whatever song that is. My lick, my um, mm, lick, my. Uh. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's it. Yep, um, gotcha. So, but when Simmons did play, um, Claxton's minutes did drop. So there is that. Because they can't play both of them at the same time for long periods of time. Um. Yeah, I think it depends also on how long Randall is out for because that will impact mm. how many numbers Isaiah Hartenstein can put up. I'm not worried about Robinson. He's <laughs> out until almost playoffs, so that's no concern. Um, I am I think I'm going to lean Hartenstein. Okay. GG. Mm. I'm not. I'm gonna go my. I'm gonna. I, I. I can't do this because I am. I am. I am intrinsically tied to one Nicholas Claxton, <laughs> and this goes back to my NBA 2K guys. Look, the thing is this. I think they're both fantastic at what they do. I've actually seen Claxton ramping up lately. I love his involvement in the Nets offense. They're looking for him. He. He. I'm just noticing something in his game lately that I really like, which is his little pull ups near the ring. He's got this ability just to. It's almost like the Vucevic. Like you know, Vuce does that hook. Like by the time Vooch retires, he would actually have taken more sky hooks or more hook shots than any other player in NBA history, which I thought was a really fun stat I discovered the other day. Claxton has this little floater that's just in front of the arc of the of the of the bottom of the free throw line. You know that bottom of the arc that's underneath? Mm-hmm. He has this little up and under, this little soft touch to him that I just really like in a center. And Kingy, you're an Australian bloke. Well, you've played pickup basketball for all of your life. Let's be honest. You and I have probably played center. I'm 6'4". You're 6'5". We've probably played center a lot in our time. So you've got to appreciate the work that other guys put in. And I know this might not translate exactly to fantasy, but it does because Hartenstein's been buoyed by Randall being out, OG Ananobi as well being out. I mean, Mitch Robinson, let's just say, does come back in five weeks' time, just in before the playoffs. Well, that's going to cap some value. If he comes back early, I don't know. It's Mitch Rob. So whoever knows if he's dead, like Mark Williams, for example, I I just, I would take Claxton based on his, on, I know that he is tied to the nets and they really want to build around him and Mikhail Bridges. So I'm just going to take him, but narrowly, but very narrowly. Yeah, it is a close one. I would go Hartenstein narrowly as well, only because I just think he does a little bit more, other than blocks. Like Claxton is obviously an elite shot blocker in the league, 2.2, 2. 2.4. Yep. Hartenstein will get you one and a half, 1.6, but he'll get you a steal. He'll get you three assists. Um, yep. he, he doesn't kill you from the free throw line. I think he's at 70, 76%. 76, or something. yeah, he's yeah. gone up. So 
I just think he's a little bit more versatile. Um, but again, it, it is close. Um, and as you said, Claxton's role is it's pretty set. We know what he is, but Ben Simmons could impact that if if he can stay healthy for more than a game. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It, it's a close one, but I'll, I'll go Hartenstein uh, slightly. Now, this is Skinny's. Uh, so this was Ooh. who he went with because he couldn't do the bridges. Uh, so he came back with Kawhi Leonard and Devin Booker. Um, mm-hmm. Skinny, I'll, I'll let you lead us off then on this one. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I decided to go with um, Book and Kawhi, and this one's going to be a tight one. So, Booker, over the last three mm-hmm. weeks, has I'm looking been this up right now too. fifth overall player, while Kawhi has been seventh. Um, you can say sixth. The only person in between Booker and Kawhi is Ben Simmons, and he's played one game. So, let's just say for all intents and purposes, they're right behind each other. Kawhi... Yep. Um, has been averaging uh, 23 points with seven rebounds, 1.7 steals, one block on 55% shooting with 92 from the line. That can probably come down a little bit. While Booker has had his numbers inflated by having Mm. some ridiculous scoring games with 33.7, six assists, uh, shooting 55% and 86 from the line on massive attempts. Um, this is neck and neck, and it's guys that are going to have, you know, obviously other superstars around them. Booker has KD, that's, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Kawhi has Harden and Paul George. Um, and, yeah, I think this is a very tight one. Booker, obviously, is going to have the edge in assists. Kawhi is probably going to have a bit more defensive stats. Book's not really there for that, but Book can get more points on a night-to-night basis. Kawhi is still getting around that 30, but which is absolutely solid. Um, yep. Yeah, so I would like to know where you guys sit with this. I'll go with G oh. first. Oh, I hate you, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> um, I actually just did a, a little TikTok thing on Booker. I think it's time to sell high on him because this is like the peak Booker for this season, in my opinion. This I don't think it gets any more or less better than this for Devin Booker. Like these massive scoring explosions across the NBA. I think it's also fun because Devin Booker has been – Wiley talked about possibly as a potential MVP candidate. It's just really hard to win MVP when you've got a really good Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. By the way, how good is Bradley Beal? Like, just low key, he just seems to have really come into that role of like an accounts coming out of the media from Phoenix. Is he's a great locker room guy as well? So for me, that's that's the thing on Phoenix. I I, I think this is the peak book, but I don't think this is peak Kawhi. Because Kawhi, when healthy, has been a top 10 player perennially in fantasy for a long time. And I took a gamble in a couple of leagues on Kawhi. I let him slide in a couple of leagues. But I think I just wish I had him still because he's great. So I know at the end of the day, the poor George is more inclined to take a step back and let Kawhi cook than Kevin Durant really is to let anyone else at the end of a game. I think he's getting there with Booker. But I think we might see an MVP run for Book next season. I think I'm just going to have to take... Kawhi, narrowly, narrowly, I'm going to take Kawhi. Again, it's a t- it's a close one, but I'm going to take Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is very close. Um, I mean, they're both top fifteen. Um, can be last three ways. weeks. We've seen over the last three seven weeks, and both Kawhi's 10. five. Um, yeah, it would probably like I, I think it's so even that you're probably not 
if if this was an actual trade in fantasy, I don't think there'd be a winner or a loser. Like I think no, whoever got each one, and so it probably just comes down to statistical need a little bit. So if you need some more points and, and those guard stats, I'd go with Devin Booker. If you need a little bit more in terms of rebounding, um, yep. steals, I'd go with Kawhi. Um, I mean, their roles are locked in health-wise. Yeah. Kawhi has been pretty durable this season. Yeah, um, 100%. He's going to be one of the really interesting, if he stays healthy and, and doesn't really get a significant injury for the rest of the season, where does he go next year? I mean, that's a whole other discussion that you could have. But well, you can he, find he was a top year. five, top eight pick three years ago. Yep. Is he back in there? I don't think he is. I th- still think people are going to hold off and, and wait till the second round to draft him. Yep. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, but in terms of who I'm going with, oh, it's probably Booker. Just. Um, Ooh. Okay. I don't know. I just think I know Kawhi has been really good, but Paul George has been injured. He hasn't been playing. Yep big minutes, so Kawhi's been probably doing a little bit more, whereas Booker has been playing with Durant, with Beal. They've been pretty healthy for the last few weeks. Um, So I think sort of maybe it's a little bit more sustainable. But again, Booker has been Mm -hmm. ridiculous the last couple of weeks. I think we've seen – we've got to remember this guy was a guy who was injured to start the season. If we have a fully healthy Devin Booker season – you can put money on him, like in the MVP conversation in a seat in the next couple of seasons. He has been amazing, like he has been. But this is, I think, his ceiling, and I think this is kind of just the like we kind of forget. Like I think you said it right, Kingy. We forget how good Kawhi Leonard is. Mm. You know, I mean, we, we we really forget how good the bloke is because of the injuries. But he's been relatively healthy this season, much to the chagrin of guys who would have let him pass in rounds two or rounds three or even somewhat early in round four and being like, I don't want to touch the bloke. He's got no knee cartilage left. And all of a sudden he's there. But like, like Booker is like amazing, but I think I'm just going to lean Kawhi because I want to give the man the flowers for having a great season when he's healthy. So yeah, I'm going to take him. Very close one though. Um, Do you you have a preference, Skitty? Would you lean one over the other? Yeah, I actually would lean Book over Kawhi. I just find the assists more valuable. I'm pretty sure he's in the top 10 for most assists per game this season, yeah. book, or he's around the mark. Yeah. Um, and it was more or less just like a um, – just another shot to show that Bill ain't doing shit on the court for the Suns So because he was apparently the point guard for the Suns at the start of the year, <laughs> and it's obviously book. And I just think that Paul George – as you said, Kingy, Paul George and even James Harden have more room to be able to improve. They've obviously got nagging injuries. Um, even – Norm Powell's taking a shitload of shots. Um, Norm Powell takes so many and, shots. Yeah, and but Book, Book's still that guy. KD is now, you know, when Book had the 62, KD recognised that Book was on that game and KD only scored about 15 or 20 and he was more than happy to take a back seat. So I think yeah. that's a massive thing to be able to allow it. But Kawhi is obviously better all round, but I do value those assists that Book's able to bring in very, very highly. And to find someone that's yeah. able to bring such good field goal percentage as well, with those assists, is very rare unless you're talking about Tyrese Halliburton or Shea Gills. Mm. Yeah. Or Trey Young. Trey's field goals are dog shit. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. Uh, 
Yeah, look, yeah, some good matchups. Uh, another another Great three matchups. really close ones. Um, we, we're getting pretty good at this. So yeah, um, so it's an hour. Uh, it's it's late. It's people in Canada and Taiwan have other things to do. Um, New Zealanders, New Zealand. look, they're still up. Time to go to bed. Uh, so I'm going to let you boys go. Uh, Thank you. Insight Fantasy, what what's going on? I know uh, AFL is obviously drawing near. I think we're only, mm-hmm. what, four weeks away or something? Oh, it's from getting close. The start of yeah, game, man, I so. think we're down to uh, – we're just under a month from Pracky games and then the actual season, uh, round zero is – what's that? Like the 6th of March, so we're near yeah. – we're about 35 days away. Uh, yeah. Me and the big horse, who hopefully everyone is still familiar with, we are now smashing out Supercoach content. We've done the backs – Forwards, rucks. We have the midfielders, so the big, big position coming out next week. Um, we do lives for that as well, so you guys can jump, put your questions in, so you, we can help you with your team straight away. Mickey Dell's been going to practice matches and finding injury reports from bloody who knows where. Sensational. So we're trying our absolute best, but um, we're also still doing the NBA. And gee whiz, do you want to say what we've got? I will, and I will touch on that one. I know that you've got a one with Kingy tomorrow, uh, not with Kingy, with uh, Big Horse tomorrow, Mickey Dell. Uh, trial Watch, I did the cover for it today. Uh, practice Makes Perfect, week two of the intra squads. Uh, chat about that tomorrow. You've got coming yeah. up, but I guess our big, our next one, I've got a solo coming up. Unless you want to jump on the pod after this one, Skitty, and we just crack out a 35-minute, I've got a pod coming up tomorrow. But our big one, we're going live on Saturday morning in Australia uh, with Dan Titus, who'll be dialing in from Yahoo Sports. Uh, we've got a big one on him live on Saturday morning before tip-off, we call it, every single week. It's it's our heat check. So we basically look mm-hmm. at the hottest guys in the NBA or the trends for the weekend, and we talk about how you want to stream for success to get wins over the course of your weekend. So make sure you like and subscribe at Insight F Sports and get your notifications turned on, and you'll see that live on Saturday morning with Dan Titus, and you'll catch me tomorrow morning on our next pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've got our shows. Uh, I'm on tomorrow. What day? It's Thursday. Tomorrow morning, I'm it on. Uh, <laughs> lose track. Uh, I'm on uh, with Josh Lloyd tomorrow uh, doing the Q&A show. Oh, flex Saturday. on us, Kingy. Flex on us. <laughs> Saturday, we've got uh, – actually, I think I might even be solo on Saturday doing the, the weekend uh, schedule show. Uh, normal. Show Do you want to jump week. on with us? Do you want to jump on live on Saturday morning as well at eight AM? Bugger it! We've got four of us in the chat. Yeah, look, the show is normally around that time, but but I know um, Mike Fiddle is travelling, so I, I should be available if, if you're looking for a jump a on, third wheel jump on the fourth, no fourth wheel, um, jump on with Dan Titus. Oh, we'll well, just, you need four wheels. We'll just we'll just talk over coffee. <laughs> we do need yeah, four we, wheels. It's called a car. It's an uh, automobile. We we do yeah. we literally sit on a balcony. Um, it's literally a coffee balcony show. We just literally hang out and talk about NBA on a Saturday morning. It's the, it's the yeah. best. Because Jay says it's too early to start drinking. Oh. You drunk live on a podcast at seven forty five a.m. I'll have you know that you were at a Bucks weekend and you did it on a pod live. I will have you know that. Jay. Not in front of Kingy. Not in front of me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got that. Then next week I'll be on with uh, Noah Rubin as normal. Next Thursday night. So this is a regular. So Metalhead did pop in that I uh, hope we do this on a weekly. It is a weekly show. We do it on a Thursday night Australian time. And next mm-hmm. Thursday night Australian time will be, ooh, what, uh, 10 hours before the trade deadline. So mm-hmm. there may be some stuff happening when we do the show. Um, and then That'd I think – for the trade deadline show, I was maybe going to do a show, but I'm pretty sure I'm going on Josh's show for the trade deadline and, and 
maybe a roto wire show and a roto world show and a few like a few of them are doing it so i don't know yeah. if i'll bother um just because everyone else is doing it yeah um so but next thursday night show we might actually get some some trade talk because it mm, will only no. be a few hours until the trade deadline i think it's around 7 a.m our time friday I think so morning. yeah um so yeah we might get some trades so we'll be back next thursday same time uh Remember to check out the Insight guys uh, on Twitter and YouTube and, and everywhere. Check us out at fbibasketball.com, uh, FBI Basketball on Twitter. I am at AdamKing91 on Twitter. We're on YouTube, obviously, on Twitter now, apparently, and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> and Spotify. Thumbs up, subscribe, all of that stuff. I need to find my uh, exit music. Until next time, catch up. Bye, You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.